welcome to Murders in Paradise. I am Jen, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. Oh, good evening. <laughs> good evening, GR Dad. How's it going? No, I'm distracted. <laughs> uh, ready to talk about murder and associated crimes? I was going to say, does it always have to be murder? It does not, but you complain when it's not murder. Well, I'm going to stop doing that now. Okay, well, there's there's some murder and some non-murder in this one. Good. Hey, there you go. A little bit for everyone. We're doing another twofer. Two stories this week. Cause for the price of one, which is no price. Zero price. This podcast is free. It's worth every penny. We don't, even, we don't even make money on this. We don't even have, like, Audible as our sponsor on this one or anything. No. We get nothing for this except our own enjoyment. Yes. <clears throat> okay. I get entertainment. You know everything already. <laughs> So we get two stories this week. <coughs> Sorry, I have a cold, everyone. I will try not to cough too much. Uh, the first one is hyper-local. It's from Our Key, Sugarloaf Key. Our neighborhood. Three streets down from us. Ridiculous. Okay. So this dude, Catalan Ionesi Lupu. That's the dude. He's 51. He was wanted by Interpol for friggin' trafficking women and minors for prostitution in Romania. Dick. This, this is the dude. Asshole. He comes over here to our key. Not just Florida. Not just the keys. Our key. Why don't you go to Key Largo, dude? That's where mobsters go. out from Interpol. Hmm. Yeah. Does he rent a hotel? Oh, no, he does not. Does he buy a house? No, he does not. Does he, what is, does he go to a campground? He does not. Oh, my goodness. I'm on the edge <laughs> of my seat. Here's what happens. So there's a realtor, and she's like, I've got this house that I'm managing on Jamaica Lane, just three streets down from us, I think. And uh, it looks like there's some people in there. I'm squatting, basically. Squatting, yeah. squatting in this empty house. And so... She's like, I don't want to go in there. So she calls the sheriff's office, the Monroe County Sheriff, and was like, can you go check on this? It looks like there's people trespassing in there. So sheriff's deputy shows up, looks in like the sliding glass door, and he's there's like food in the kitchen, water on the table. Clearly there's people squatting in there. So he's like, all right, well, I need backup. <coughs> so he gets backup from... Uh, U.S. Border Patrol canine agents. Nice. Who show up. Yep. And so while he's waiting around there, some dude comes out of one of the bedrooms. And so the deputy is like, hey, police, freeze, put your hands up. I don't know exactly what he said, but I'm sure it's something like that. He did tell him to put his hands up. And uh, <coughs> the guy puts his hands up and he gets arrested. This is the guy. Uh, so then eventually the backup shows up, they go into the house. There's another guy found sleeping in a different <laughs> bedroom. There's, you know, Romanian dude comes out of one bedroom. They go into the house. There's a guy in another bedroom. Uh, he also gets detained. The guy who is in the other bedroom, nothing happens to him. He's just hanging he out. He wasn't wanted by anyone. <laughs> nope. So they, I think they took him to the, uh, overnight shelter the key so there's like a homeless shelter a men's and a women's shelter uh for key west on stock island so they take him there overnight and that's it i guess we have some place to go uh meanwhile the other guy gets arrested and then they figure out 
you know, they don't know that he's a Romanian oh, right. sex they just trafficker. Complaint about trespassing yeah. in his house. That's he's, right. He's just a squatter. So eventually, they figure out that uh, he's wanted by Romanian authorities and Interpol, and and he came into the country illegally. Which I guess, if you're wanted by Interpol, you probably can't just go through. If any, if the border controls mean anything, you shouldn't just be waltzing around if you're wanted by Interpol. Oh my God! Like we're keeping out all sorts of like super legit people for stupid reasons, so we should at least be able to also keep out wanted Romanian sex traffickers. Does not necessarily follow, but I'm he glad they got anyway. the guy. He got it. Glad he didn't try to, like, hang out here with the girls while we weren't there. Yeah, well, fortunately, no one else was in the house besides him and, like, this one other dude. So there were no victims in the house. Uh, he got turned over to the Border Patrol. They just happened to be sending out their canine units. And we see that down here a lot, right, that the sheriff will call in reinforcement and they get, like, fish and wildlife. And Navy police. Patrol. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of mutual aid coming. Uh, so Border Patrol's, like, great. We got him, and uh, that's it. And so I have tried to find more details about this guy and what he's or which house for. it was. Exactly, <laughs> I know exactly which house it was. Oh yeah. Uh, yes, I mean Jamaica Lane is one block uh. on the other side of. So you know we've said Route One is the main street, and then Sugarloaf Boulevard is the one street on our key that kind of comes off of Route One, and then there's like the little Fishbone Street. So Jamaica Lane is one of those. It's one block. I know which house it was, but what, I mean, whatever. Nobody go squat there. Leave leave those poor people's house. Stop alone. squatting. Yeah. So that was it. Once he got turned over to Border Patrol, Sheriff's Office no longer involved. Um, but yeah, there's nothing about this guy. Like, I couldn't find anything anywhere about him. So uh, if I get more details in the future, I'll let you know. Like, try to see if Interpol releases some information or something. But Good to see a friggin' sex human trafficker arrested. Stay away from my house, sex traffickers. Yeah. I gotta plant more thorn bushes. <laughs> Jared had strategy for like home defense is to have like several layers of spiky plants. Oh yeah. Doesn't matter what it looks like, just the perimeter of your house is ringed by spiky plants. I love roses. <laughs> I had this terrible rose bush that like came with my house in silver spring like i bought it there was this rose bush it was like it would make a rose or two but like i don't like that kind of gardening and i'm like i there's nothing wrong with this rose bush but i'm not gonna take care of it, it just looks scraggly and gross and dear dad's like i'll take it and so it's i like spikes. dug it up and gave it to him it flourished at your house i mean it's it like great. a second floor window now i mean it's it's like um and not it? because of gr dad's good care Who's Sleeping Beauty is the sleeping princess, right? And she has all these rose bushes that grow around the <laughs> oh, castle. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's just like that. Nobody can hack their way through it. So, like, that one, like, narrow section of your house is protected. Well, and then I have other protections <laughs> in other spots. So, uh, all right. So, there you go. That's our It's a good one. one. It's hyper-local. <laughs> and not, very recent. I mean, this is like, last week they caught uh, the guy. It's not terribly interesting in general because there aren't that many details. And nobody got murdered as far as we know. Yes. Uh, Frankly, so human trafficking ranks up there. It totally counts. Oh, yeah. I, I hope terrible, this guy terrible gets crime. all kinds of Romanian trouble. Okay, story number two. Uh, this one does have murder. It's yes. going back a little further, 2011. Let me read you this opening line from the 
uh, from one of the articles I read. The Florida Keys, haunted dots of green floating in the Atlantic, have long attracted despondent souls plotting violent escapes from reality. Mm. That's good, right? There's all these great sinister descriptions of the Florida Keys. Does that describe you? Would you say it just describes you? A despondent soul plotting violent escapes (laughs) from reality. I don't think I'm any of those things. I'm not despondent. I'm not plotting. Plotting anything violent. Certainly nothing violent. You Don't want like, to escape from reality. You just like the warm weather. Yeah, it's real nice down here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it smells like the ocean. It doesn't sound despondent at all. <laughs> no, no, I'm very happy. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. Leave the keys temporarily. We're going to go to Tucson, Arizona. I'm zooming out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two George's Seafood Restaurant in Tucson, Arizona. Okay, owned by husband and wife Jim Ovecca and Michelle Chapman. Where's they, the Georgia? Georgians? Georgia? George's. George. Oh, two Georges. Like first name. Yeah, two Georges. Neither of them is named George. Nope, Jim and Michelle. <clears throat> I think it was owned, they were new owners. Like I don't know if, if I've got it in here. But could have been George and George at one point. It could have been. Yeah, they took over from the original owners. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... They were arrested and held without bond in the Prima County, Arizona jail. Um, Pima? Pima. Did I say Prima? Like Primavera, Prima Donna, Prima County. Pima. Pima County. How did you know that it's Pima County? I read a lot of Arizona things. <laughs> really? No, I'm oh. old. <laughs> Just old. <laughs> All right, well, Pima County, Arizona. Um, awaiting extradition back to Corpus Christi, Texas. So they were found in the Mount Vista Mobile Home Park in Tucson. They had warrants issued from them in October of 2011 in Corpus Christi, which is where Two Georges Seafood was, the, the restaurant that they owned. They had fled from Corpus Christi and Two Georges Seafood Restaurant because they were accused of stealing $180,000 from customers by adding on extra charges to their Whoa. credit cards. How yep. much business did they do that's amazing one guy said they charged him fourteen thousand wow. dollars after a party that's, that then they it's only like three him. people that they ripped off <laughs> it says at least 31 people came forward with police uh two police with complaints against them they rampantly <clears throat> so they get your credit card and just just add zeros or whatever like charge ten thousand dollars to your credit card yeah that's insane so they had this huge amount of money and this is in corpus christi Corpus Christi. It's not like Miami Beach or something. This is like a normal place with normal people buying normal food. Yeah, $180,000. And so someone had tipped the police off that they were doing this. The police did an investigation. And so then the cops go to get them. They are not at home. They find the van from the restaurant at the Corpus Christi airport. Uh Uh-huh. So the... That's a clue. Jim and Michelle (laughs) clearly figured out that like... The fuzz was onto them, and they got to get the heck out of Corpus Christi, so they go to Tucson. I don't know why Tucson, um, but they, it says they transferred money from a special credit card account into two bank accounts, and then withdrew all the money before they left. So, wow! Yeah, I'd like to withdraw ninety thousand dollars, please, cash. Yeah, right. I think the teller would be a little. <clears throat> surprised so it does say the restaurant closed under their management in september of 2011 so this is october that the the cops try to arrest them Mm. the previous month the restaurant had closed it does say it since reopened under management of the original owner so maybe that's one of the georges so uh the less rippy offy 
people. Yep. So they were arrested. They were uh, expedited. (laughs) No, extradited. That's good, expedited. Expeditedly extradited back to Corpus (laughs) Christi. Yep. Uh, But they got out on bond. Mm. Okay. So then... So there's like bailed bondsmen after them now too. Okay, so no, I need to update details here. Uh, So they get released on bond and then eventually they do go well i don't know they go to trial they plead guilty oh to this okay um and so they are put on probation they have to pay one hundred and two thousand dollars in restitution to the credit card companies because of course if you charge me fourteen thousand dollars extra i'm going to dispute it with visa and they're going to give me the fourteen thousand dollars back and come after you right um so the only real harmed parties were the credit card companies yeah that's okay. right. Uh, and so by pleading guilty, they have to pay this money back, $102,000 to the credit card companies, including they had to pay $15,000 within 30 days. Mm. I think this is around November of 2013 okay. is when they actually, you know, all of this has to kind of goes down. So they plead. I don't know the exact date of their plea. Um, but yeah, so they November is within this they have to pay these first $15,000 back of the $102,000 to the credit card company. And they can't just use the credit cards that they'd stolen before. <laughs> Turns out that... See, that makes it hard. Work. That makes it harder, right? <clears throat> okay. So this is all Corpus Christi oh. that this is going down. All right. End of November 2013, about the same time, uh, Mosquito Control is out on Big Pine Key. Hmm. Uh, interestingly... I don't know if you saw this, the mosquito control. So there's a lot of mosquitoes down here in the Keys yep. and mosquitoes are evil and spread disease and they also Bite suck you. literally and figuratively. <laughs> nice. And so they do a lot of mosquito control down here. There's Which means they spray bottom. the crap out of places. Yes. And so there's a mosquito control district and a mosquito control helicopter that oh, operates out of the airport where we're doing our flying lessons. Oh. They were taking off when I was doing my flight. Is that the Blackhawk? Uh, I don't know what kind of helicopter it is, but it's sort of like goldish color with like black print on it. Oh, interesting. I don't know helicopter types, but yeah. So they were, the flight instructor was like, yeah, that's mosquito control, like bringing their helicopter into land. So anyway, uh, these are ground-based mosquito control people who are out there on Big Pine Key and they find a 2004 Honda Element parked in the woods on Big Pine Key. So So Big Pine, what's Big Pine like? Big Pine has, so Route 1 goes through Big Pine. It's a pretty big key geographically. Mm -hmm. Um, It's where the key deer live, the magical. They're small. Teeny tiny. Big Pine is pretty big. Yeah. Um, They're like white-tailed deer, but they're the size of dogs. They're really little. They're magical. Uh, Very cute. So their main, there's like a thousand of them left, and they mostly all live on Big Pine Key. Um, And so when Route 1 goes through, there's like, there's a Winn-Dixie, there's a CVS and a Walgreens, there's a traffic light. There's the traffic light. <laughs> the one traffic light is the last, you go through that traffic light and there's not another one for 30 miles until you basically get to Key West. And if you go the other way, you have to go... Seven mile bridge. Seven mile, I mean, all those keys, it's probably 15 miles before you get another traffic there's light. There's probably one in Marathon, way. right? There's some in Marathon, yeah. yeah. So it's it's sort of like... It's you a, can get groceries there. Yeah. There's a UPS store. Um, but all the stuff in Big Pine, there's not that much. And it's all right on Route 1. And so then you get off Route 1 and there's like 
some houses, but it's a lot of just yeah, they're wilderness. Not, often not on water. They have, they have a cistern. Yeah. Uh, and they may not have power. <laughs> the power lines tend to go right along Route 1. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they'll run them into some neighborhoods. I mean, we are on power, you know, where we are, even though we're a mile and a half off Route 1. But uh, on Big Pine, there's a lot of people just off grids. They have solar panels or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, even though it's like, well, the keys aren't that big and there's this road that goes through them, it's it gets very wildernessy very fast oh, yeah. if you get off the one road. Um, so this 2004 Honda Element is parked in the woods. It's running. And is so Element the cubicle one? It's kind of like a cube, right? Yeah, it's the you can go with this or you can go with that's that. Not, no, not that's Honda, the but Kia. It, but it's, it looks like a Kia. Like it's the no, boxy. No, the Honda Element is the I like to pinch. Oh, yeah. But it's boxy. It is. Yeah, it's, it's boxy. boxy. Yeah, sorry to those. I got the wrong commercial animals going. I, I love that I like to pinch. Yeah, but you're not a car person. <laughs> no, obviously not. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so... It's running. It's running. Parked in the woods. Um, this is 8.15 in the morning. That's interesting, and I could see why the mosquito control guys like, this is noteworthy. Yeah, so they... Someone's uh, missing. Yeah, they call in the... Uh, sheriff's office who shows up and they can see that there's people in the car there is a a hose taped to the tailpipe oh this is not good into the car this is not i know what this is i've watched enough movies yeah uh so obviously the people inside the car are dead not just from the carbon monoxide poisoning but from gunshots so well that is kind of redundant this is of course uh, Jim Oveka and Michelle Chapman uh, murder suicide. So Jim was driving. It seems like he hooked this whole carbon monoxide thing up. You know, they parked the car. He hooked up the hose with the carbon monoxide, and then uh, that was sort of like their backup because he shot Michelle and then shot himself. Uh, that's gruesome. <laughs> yeah, and then just in case they happened to survive that, they also had the carbon monoxide going. Um, Jeez. They confirmed their identi- identities with their Arizona driver's licenses, and um, the U.S. Marshals had fingerprints for them from back in February of 2013, I think probably when they did their initial plea for all of this. And so yeah. uh, all of the articles about this in the Keys, I mean, this is like a big story, right? Like murder-suicide down here. So the last murder-suicide in the Keys happened in May of 2011, when 80-year-old Glenn Tucker shot his wheelchair-bound wife, Joan, and their cat, which is a case that we have covered on the podcast. Yes, the yeah. cat was the mysterious one. Didn't he have a hard time catching the cat and yeah, stuff? Yeah, he was chasing the, And the neighbor's like, don't kill the cat, and he killed the cat, too. Yeah. Yeah, and then he killed himself. Uh, so anyway, we have covered all of the murder suicides in the keys for the millennia i think there aren't many of those um good because it's usually some dude shooting his wife so you know it's not good yeah i mean this one seems like it i guess it didn't have to she may maybe he shot her yeah. and then hooked the whole thing it up sounds and shot himself, but it I mean, seems it like, like it was like were, a, like we're gonna off ourselves yeah, yeah. I, I mean there's <laughs> that happens yeah so, so that's it presumably because they were on the lamb uh, they couldn't meet. Probation? I think they couldn't. They couldn't pay back the money that they owed. Probably they they had to pay fifteen thousand dollars within thirty days. Probably didn't have it. And then yeah. you know, if you're like, I mean, I think now if someone were like Jen, you have to pay one hundred and two thousand dollars to someone. 
I mean, that's a huge amount of money, but I would be like, okay. I'll try. Like, we're going to cut kind of everything optional out of our life and, you know, save up and get an extra job and like do all this stuff. Like I will find a way to pay back a hundred, two thousand dollars Cause like I'm a professional with a lot of opportunities, but if you take me back 15 years in my life, a hundred thousand dollars is an unfathomable amount of money. It's like fanciful. Yeah. And it's like, I could, like I can barely survive with, no option, like nothing optional in my life right now and save a hundred bucks a month, yeah. right? Like that is, that is my limit. Like I'm not making much money. And so if, you know, and a lot of people live that way and I lived that way for a long time. Yeah. And so, you know, and I was at least working on a degree. Like if you're not doing that, if you're like, this is what I can do, this is the most I can save. You have to pay $102,000. There's no way that you're going to be able to do that. And you have to pay $15,000 within 30 days. I mean, I, how are you going to get $15,000 if you're not? No, like that's, unless you ha already have it and then you're not in the problem, right? No, and I mean, that. obviously they spent the money that they stole sure. from these credit cards. Yeah. Uh, it's not like they just had it laying around. And so right. I think you go, okay, there's no way I can do this. So this means I'm going to go to jail, right? Like your probation is you have to pay restitution. Yeah. I So... Uh, I mean, you can find ways out of this. They had a Honda Element. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can find your way out of $15,000. Uh, it seems drastic, but, you know. It's too bad. Like, don't steal money from people, but, like, if you owe people money or you stole money from people, you don't have to off yourself. Like, there are things you can figure out. See if you, yeah, check your options first. <laughs> there's there's so always an You can't an really undo the suicide. Yeah. Uh, so they were... Jim was 49 and Michelle was 54. Uh, so mm. uh, kind of a bummer of a story that I guess they all sort of are. Why'd they come podcast. here? They could have done that in Georgia. They could have done that in Alabama. They could have done it in Texas. I mean, if you got to pick a place to end, if like your ghost haunts the place where you died. It doesn't add to the good karma of the keys. No, that is certainly true. Somewhere there's a bad spot somewhere in Big Pine now where like you're going to feel a shiver when you drive by. Oh, maybe. That could be. Yeah. So, uh, you ready for a dog palate cleanser? Always. Okay, so, uh, this one is out of Australia. They had some fires there. And there's a story of a woman, and she has a golden retriever, and she let the golden retriever out, and it was walking around in the bush, and comes back, and there's a baby koala hanging on to the golden retriever. The golden retriever is named Asha, all like snugged up in Asha's fur because the baby koala was like very cold and it was a very cold night. And I guess the koala maybe was orphaned. And so it found the golden retriever and just was like, you're my mom now. Oh, just good at clinging on too. Yep. The, the owner of the golden says, I think the baby koala fell out of its mom's pouch and didn't know what to do. And so the dog just comes walking up to the house and it's got a little... I got, I got this thing on me. Yep. Uh, she said the dog looked a little bit guilty when I came outside to see what was going on. And so you can just imagine the dog being like, mm, can, I, can I keep him? Can, <laughs> can I bring him home? Can I bring him inside? Said she, she kept looking back at the koala, but she wasn't trying to get him off or anything. She was happy to let him snuggle into her, except with an Australian accent, which I can't do. Right. Right. Uh, so she took 
She tried to, she's like, all right, well, we got to take the little Joey to a vet and then get him released or get it released back into the wild. And she tried to take it off the dog and the claw was like, no, don't take me off. It was like clinging on. They got strong claws. And then it hissed at her, apparently. Like she wrapped it up in a blanket and it hissed at her because it's like, put me back on my dog. (laughs) Um, So anyway, they got it to the vet and it was fine it wasn't sick or anything and so it went to a koala rescuer and so good we'll go back into the wild but good job golden retriever asha for saving that baby koala asha can't help herself i mean just snuggly and warm i i too like snuggled it into my golden retrievers yeah yeah it's good if you're gonna be hanging on to a dog it should be a golden retriever if it's another dog it might eat you (laughs) yeah that's true the golden's just gonna be like huh okay that's fine yeah Yeah. you can hang out or like oh my friend then could be like yeah i have a new friend i know friend (laughs) don't move that friend from my fur all right well thanks everyone for listening and until next week don't conk out don't conk out bye bye